Good morning. Thank you, Natalie, for a beautiful, do you realize, heaven's child. Merry Christmas. And I hope to see you all tomorrow evening at the meeting so I can salute you again and tell you Merry Christmas and a happy holiday. (laughs) When they tell me that. (laughs) Right. You know, I came across a magazine, the Irwin Home Equity magazine this morning, and there's a, this is where Dean works, uh, the company that he works for. And uh, they have a profile about Dean. This month. And this profile, I read it, and it touched my heart. And I want to read a paragraph to you. Dean's primary social activity and the source of his greatest pleasure comes from worshiping the Lord. This is in his company, you know. Dean is a born-again Christian and serves as a deacon, secretary, treasurer, and a member of the choir at San Ramon Valley Bible Church, where he has been a member since 1979, since we opened. He accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and lives for him and serves him daily. Dan, I couldn't pass that. May God bless you. I hope each and every person at work has a testimony like this. Dean's primary social activity and the source of his great pleasure comes from worshiping the Lord. Isn't that something? We're proud of you, Dean. And we thank God that Dean is our secretary and treasurer and deacon and worker and everything you can put under that. He has a long list. And thank God for him. And may God encourage us to have such a testimony at the workplace. Well, I, have a, I hope to have a short message for you today. And I want to greet you before we go home and start preparing for the holidays. Christmas. Forget the holidays. Let's leave it to the world. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. Luke chapter 2 verse 10. I want to read one verse. And the angel, this is, uh, these are the shepherds. And the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid to the shepherds, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which shall be for all the people. Watch this. Good news, a great joy. For all the people. Good news. Great joy. For all the people. As we approach Christmas Day. Many of us are experiencing the excitement. 
and joy of this great celebration. In our church, we had a great night, Friday the 10th, where we celebrated our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It was a great concert. Do you agree with me? Followed by last Sunday's celebration and Wednesday's Christmas caroling and the puppet show. And uh, we sure enjoyed them all and thank God for the gifts of people that we have and the talents of many all put together to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you all for that. It's a wonderful feeling to be able to still celebrate Christmas in an old-fashioned way. The Lord's coming in such a way to come to come together, break bread, remember him, and seat him on the crown him as king of our lives and live for him. This is the way we honor his coming into this world. The good news is our responsibility. We heard it. It's our responsibility to dispatch it to the whole world and to tell as many people as possible. That's us as Christians. And there are today, I am sure, and praise God, that America is still classified as a Christian nation. It's still classified as a Christian nation. Though we have many different uh, religions, and they don't all lead to Rome. Remember that. Like someone I was talking to a long time ago says, all religion leads to uh, the man upstairs. We don't have men upstairs living. We have the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. And he dwells in our hearts. But around us, if we look today at the world around us, we see busy people. Do you agree with me? You know what I'm experiencing? I go, I go a lot and, uh, to um, Trader Joe's. Any of you go to Trader Joe's? I have not seen so many busy people. And I have not experienced so many drivers who don't respect driving ethics. <laughs> I am going to put it lightly and nicely. And, you know... Unbelievable. You have no right of way anymore. Whether you have it or not, you have no right of way in that parking lot. And in the Danville area. And uh, the only thing you have to wait until the Lord from heaven opens a little way so you can move your car on and go back home or do something. Okay, people are busy. It's, it's a crazy world. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a fast race. And some of them, you look in their faces, and uh, they're not smiling. Though it's Christmas. I, I say, hey, have a Merry Christmas. I don't see you. Have a Merry Christmas. They're not. They're just buying their things or driving their cars with a different look on their face. And I don't know whether you call it the Christmas blues. Is there such a thing as a Christmas blues? I don't know. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> Some have feeling of sadness, I noticed, on their faces. Others are experiencing letdowns. You look at them and they are just so disheveled and depressed. And uh, I was looking at some statistics and here what I, what I came with. The director of psychiatry at Hartford's St. Francis Hospital declared there is an increase in what we call neurotic depression around Christmas and New Year. Can you believe that? Others recorded that there are more admission to psychiatric hospital wards than at any other two-week period in the history. Why is that? That more attempts also are made to commit suicide immediately following the Christmas season than at any other period of the year. Just last Friday, the news were flashed on the Internet. I don't know how many of you heard it or read it about the conductor, Johnny Carl. He's 57 years old. Uh, went to his office at Crystal Cathedral. Went to his office in the basement and started shooting his gun. He brought his gun from home with him. And uh, when they started to stop him, he asked the people to leave the place. He went into the bathroom and shot himself dead. You know, uh, he was a well-known uh, recorded musician, a great artist, director. He did work for Celine Dion, John Tesh, Michael Crawford, and he's been in the business for 30 years. He ended up killing himself, committing suicide. Is this Christmas? Is this how the people celebrate it? This is why I say, I, this, I came across that. And I'm not shocked. The way we see people nowadays around the Christmas time or any other holiday as they say. People are without God. This man has been conducting supposedly a Christian orchestra at the Cathedral, Crystal Cathedral. But I don't believe at all that he once experienced the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. Because this is not the end of a Christian. The end of a Christian is to be with Jesus in heaven. Christian is joyful whatever happens in his life. Knowing that Jesus Christ is in command. In a world in which there is much bad news that is bring, brought to us on a daily basis through many channels and channels on the TV too and through many people we call them channels let's open our ears to the good news that comes from heaven this morning that's the best channel fear not for I bring you good news of great joy which will be to all people. The good news according to heaven's channel this morning. One is God is a forgiving God. He's still a forgiving God. So many times he forgave the children of Israel. Thousands of years ago, people erred, people sinned. 
And God was what? Forgiving. He forgave them. Isn't that good news for us today? Do you know what is the most terrifying subject that people hate today? They don't like to hear the word death. Right? You don't want, I don't like to hear it. You don't like to hear it. The world doesn't like to hear it. Around the world, in every age, people have stood in terror before the grim reality of death. And the Bible tells us what brings death. Sin entered the world, and so is death. That's what the Bible says. Because of sin. The wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Thank God for that. In Romans 6.23, we'll put it down if you want. Christ came to bring life to those who were dead spiritually due to sin. Forgiveness today is a strange word in the world. Well, uh, the world would like to say eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and I'll get even with you, right? I'll get even. People in the world today, unsafe people, have no place for forgiveness in their hearts. Jesus Christ broke. Brought forgiveness. And this is a special gift that he's bestowing again upon each and every one of us. God is still a forgiving God. In John 1 and 9 we read, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to what? To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The good news from heaven is, number one, God is a forgiving God. Whatever your sin, you tell me, Adol, you are, you are making me feel very comfortable. Yes, you should be comfortable in Jesus Christ. Whatever your sin is, if you confess it and put it at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can sit still and rejoicing that your sin has been forgiven. He is what? Righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that's the call from heaven today. That's the opportunity. That's the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The news according, not to Fox Channel, not to CNBC, whatever it is. It's according to the heavenly channel that Jesus is still a forgiving God. Don't say it's too late. Don't say it's too late. Don't say, I've asked him once and he forgot about me. Don't say, well, I've been asking the Lord into my heart and he didn't... He never answered. Well, I tell you, I have a new good news for you. If you truly ask him to come into your heart with faith, knowing that he can save you and change your life, he will never send you out empty. He'll forgive you. I came across a little, and this is my word to those who are pressured this morning. I hope I hope, and I know, in so many churches today, the word of God is being proclaimed. And thank God for the churches that still believe in the atoning blood of the Lord Jesus Christ today, who are pressured, many who are pressured today. I meet them almost every day, distressed, sad, depressed, perplexed, and lost. And they think it's too late. Wait, the voice from heaven proclaims, I have good news for you. I can still forgive you if you come to me.
I came across these four stanzas of uh, a poem. I want to read it to you. It's titled, There is Forgiveness. Don't struggle alone. I hope you hear me this morning. In fear and distress, as if there's no hope, just your ugliness. Our Lord offers grace, not judgment deserving. He longs for your love and your soon returning. There's healing and fellowship waiting for you. The moment you turn, his face to pursue. You are the temple, his place for abiding. The only thing missing is your mind deciding. Refreshment and fullness, he will restore. The moment you sincerely open the door, he is the life you thought you could win by going your way and living in sin. What wonderful love eternity holds for those who are willing to be in the fold. The Savior is waiting. Oh, come to him now at his nail-scarred feet in humility bow. He still forgives. And that's what he's waiting for that. Another voice from heaven. Another declaration from heaven. Another good news from heaven. God is a loving God. Isn't he? Do you know, did you ever get up in the morning and suddenly you thought, wow, God loves me? How many of you experienced that? He sometimes puts us face to face with his love. Oh, God loves me. Do you know that God loves you? Are you aware of the fact that the moment you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you came a child of God? That's the news from heaven. That those who have accepted Him have become children of God. He came to His own, the Bible says. Where to His own? He came to His people. He came to Jerusalem, to Bethlehem. He was born in Bethlehem amongst His people. And what happened? His own did not receive Him. Is there a place for me to be born? No. Is there a place there? No. Is there a place in that end? No. Is there here? No. Is there a place in your heart? No. We are fully booked. And we are sorry. He was born in a major. Yes, he came to his own, but his own received him. Not. But. No rule. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power or the right. The real translation. To them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in His name. God is a loving God. He saved you. He took you in. He made you His own child. And He'll protect you. And He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Is He a loving God? Rejoice, Christian. You have a forgiving God and a loving God. No matter what your sin is, you confess it. And come to God and not go back to it. And the Lord will honor you. And you are a child of His. Rejoice in that. Oh yes. In John 1, 3, 1 we read the following. See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called, say it with me, children of God. Does He love you? So, you're not, you're, of course, <coughs> genetically speaking, 
Your the son Greg Lanet, he's the son of his father. But there's a more honor bestowed upon him. He is called the child of God. What an honorable honor to be called children of God. Those who are saved this morning, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, heaven's channel is giving you good news. You are a child of God and God loves you. That's the message. Do not fear, he says. Fear not. I am coming with good news. A great joy. There is a truth. That the devil wants us to forget all the time. That God loved us first. He did not reciprocate our love. We never loved him. You know where he found you when he saved you. It was his love who came after you. He's, the Bible says he came to seek. The seeking is searching, right? To seek those and find those who have what? Perished. And it was he who generated, initiated the communication. It was he who came from heaven to us. It was he who was born in a manger. And he, it was he who went to the cross to save you and save me. And to show us that he still loves us. It was his love that brought us in. Oh, yes. In First John chapter 4, verse 10. And this is what we almost forget. And this is what we should remember. This is love, the writer says. Not that, what, that we loved God first. Remember that. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's what we heard this morning. He initiated that. He loved us first. And he went to the cross to die for our sins. So I say good news from heaven to you this morning. To each and every person who say, who's saved. I say God loves you. God is a forgiving God. God is a loving God. He never stops loving us. I came across a little story of a minister who was retiring. And he delivered his last sermon from the pulpit where he had preached for many years. I don't know uh, about a preacher retiring, but that's okay. We'll, we'll take that story. I don't, I don't believe preachers should retire at all. I think we should keep working until he comes. And keep serving him. One of the faithful members stopped as she went out the door and asked him, Do you know what is the most important thing you said in all these years? He looked at her perplexed and said, No, uh, please remind me so I can remember that blessing and take it with me as I retire. She told him quietly, You told us we cannot do anything to get God to stop loving us. She still remember. And I want to tell you this this morning. God loves you. God loves us. And he showed his love to us, didn't he? Born in a manger. Lived like a beggar. Sometimes homeless. Most of the times, people say, one guy came and said, I want to follow where you go. I says, 
I have no place to lay my head on. Do you want to sleep there with me? Rejected. Hated. Mocked. Finally, he was crucified. Though it was appointed, but they say crucify him. He came to show you his love. He didn't want you or me to go to hell. You are not destined to hell. You were not destined to hell. No one God that God created is destined to hell. We choose hell. It's our choice. And if you choose God, you are reciprocating his love. And you are on your way to heaven. And this is the good news this morning. God forgives and God loves. Let me ask you a question. Peter lied about being one of the disciples, didn't he? Oh, I don't know him. I'm not of them. One of them. I don't care. I, etc. Plus all the things. Did God love him? But God loved him. The mothers and their small children, when they came to him, what did the disciples? They were a problem to the disciples. Oh, go away. The master is not. And but did God love the children? They sent them away. They tried to, to block their way to come in. But what did he say? Do not forbid them to come to me. I love them. Another question. The woman at the well, she refused to give Jesus a drink of water. Didn't she? Says, uh, you, are a, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan. We don't deal with each other. We don't talk to each other. But God loved her. And when he loved her, what happened to her? God loves you. He loved her and he showered her with his love. And his love changed her completely. That's what God does. You know, that woman, as soon as she came, an evangelist, she left. Wasn't it? Thirsty she came, but satisfied she left. And that's why when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's why he loved you. He loves you to save you from the pit of hell. To give you eternal life. To forgive you your sins. And give you a better life. For eternity. The third. Announcement from heaven. The good news is. God is a living God. And he is in charge. The Bible does not. Seek to tell us. When and how. Our universe. Came into being. Let me tell you. This is not. My worry nowadays, I never worried at all about how this world came into being, though it was done by his word. And I believe that, and I will never change. And its major concern is why he came. Why he came. And the answer, many people today, I say, why he came, where's Christianity from, have you seen them now talking in their intellectual mind about that birth of Jesus and the Christmas where it came from and is America religious and so on and so forth. The latest U.S. News and World Report, which is dated tomorrow, about religion in America, Time News Magazine, so on and so forth, all of them are trying to resolve Christianity and resolve this uh, Jesus that came into this world. Was it true or not? This is not our question. We accepted him by faith. He saved us by faith. We are children of God. We are saved. We are forgiven. And that's what we are here to rejoice and enjoy what he's given us.
But the major concern is why he came. Who could answer this question? They're trying to answer it. I have an answer for you. Don't go to anywhere. The answer is simple. He came to seek and save which are lost. Would you accept that? The message of Christmas speaks to us of a living God who is above and behind the world. He is still God. He is the God who comes into this world. He wants to dissipate your fears and mine and to give you strength to live a life above the average. He is the source and strength of every faithful believer and he provides all the help along the way. Through him, the Bible says, and by him, we live and move and exist. Let all these people who are inquiring, who are researching, who are questioning, this is the answer from the Bible. Through him and by him, we live and move and exist. And who is this him? Is the Lord Jesus Christ. For he himself, further the Bible says, for he himself gives to all life and breath and all things. If you want to see what it is, Acts chapter 17 and verse 23 and 25. It's there. It's not from my mind. This is the God that we worship. This is the news from heaven. You are forgiven. You are being loved still. And you have a living God. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did not change. When they took him and when they buried him on the third day, he arose victorious to live forevermore. So we can say with the Apostle Paul, as Christians who have experienced the joy of salvation, I can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens me. We have good news direct from heaven. He is in charge. Who is in charge of your life, Christian? Oh, don't make the mistake and take the reins and be in charge of your life. Don't say, I got it. No, no, I got it. You never got it. (laughs) Don't say, I can direct my financial, little financial kingdom. No. I have, I can depend on myself. Because I've grown. I'm five years old in Christianity or ten years old. I know. I know it all. We never know it all. We know nothing compared to his knowledge. Give him the reins and let him be in charge of your life. He is in charge. He is declaring, I am in charge. I don't want to be in charge. And I have come, he said, to give them life. He came to give you life. No one can give you life and give it more what? Abundantly. So what are the good news? That he is still a forgiving God. Don't live in guilt anymore. Don't let the devil beat you up on this one. Christian, the moment the devil starts to beat you up, says, Lord, I have committed my sin. I have committed my sins and that sin and this one 
and put it under the blood and get up and walk as a child of God. Remember, God loves you and remember, he's in charge. Would you give him the reins this morning and tell him to be in charge? He forgives, he loves, and he is in charge of your life. May God bless you. Have a Merry Christmas. Let's bow our heads. Our Father, we thank you for the opportunity during this Christmas season to remember that you are still loving us. You're such a forgiving God. And you're God above all. A living God. Same yesterday, today, and forever. And as we approach that day, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, may our hearts and minds and being proclaim you King of our lives. Those who don't know you as a Savior yet, we pray that they will realize that there's an opportunity for them that you still, you're still able to forgive and to love and to take care of them. Hallelujah, what a Savior we have. Bless us as we go home and give us a good day and be with us this week and help us to proclaim that Jesus Christ is still the Savior of the world. We submit ourselves to you. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The meeting is over. Have a Merry Christmas. I'll salute you tomorrow night also. And enjoy it. And may God bless you.